you're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And let's talk sports. Amateur Hour. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back, people. We're back with episode 34. Shrey, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, but, you know, well-needed break, and now we're back at it. It would be. It would have been very hard to record this podcast while in a car. It, it, <laughs> it might have been possible, but it would have been very difficult. A lot of background noise. Uh, you know, you have, like, one of those, like, really just terrible microphones. People screaming at you on the freeway. What are you doing? You're like, hey, I'm trying to record a podcast. Simmer down. Jeez. Yeah. It uh that would have been a lot. So for those of you who are just joining us or those who might have forgotten, uh, I moved. I am now currently where I'm sitting is in Phoenix, Arizona. No longer am I in cold, cold Massachusetts. Uh, I am now out in the desert where it is hot, hot, hot. You still, <laughs> brought, very you still brought a parka, right? Just for the memories. Oh, yeah. I, I needlessly brought winter clothes um, with me. So just to kind of like look at and remember my roots, really. That's, <laughs> that's what it's there for. You're going to frame them? <laughs> I actually just offered them to a museum in Phoenix. Yeah. Like, what is that? <laughs> they're, like, they're like long johns? <laughs> you mean like a long john silvers? <laughs> no, no, not quite, not quite. It's it's sort of a long John Silver, but you wear it. You wear it. <laughs> and if you're really weird, you wear the long johns on the outside. <laughs> Ever seen people that do that? Shout out to my own father who um, would always wear like visible long johns. I isn't it supposed to like help compress? Like not like compress, but like it's supposed to be tight on your body. So wouldn't it not make sense if it's not on your like skin? Hey, that's what I thought. Like, I thought it was like basically like long underwear. Yeah. You know, like it was really just supposed to like hold the heat in close to your skin. Yeah. Well, I mean, Captain Underpants and Superman were their under, uh, underwear outside. So <laughs> maybe there's going to be a long John superhero where he just wears long Johns on the outside of his <laughs> costume. I'm here to help and shovel your driveway. <laughs> it's 108 out right now. <sighs> but it's, Trace, it's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. Okay. It's that, Yeah. How's, how's the AC work in there? Is it? Oh, the AC is working overtime. I mean, I, I think it is actually illegal to not have air conditioning wherever you are. Um, so, yeah, it is. Uh, it's nice inside. It is uh -huh. tough outside. Like yesterday. Yesterday, I got up real early when it's still kind of cool. Like the weather started out at 80. I went outside. I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. I was uh -huh. like, I'm going to go play a little bit of basketball. I'm just going to get some shots up. Uh -huh. And so I go to the court and. Uh, I couldn't be there for more than an hour in that like that last like 20 minutes or so I was yeah. just like bent over the whole time because I thought I could beat the sun no you can't and people legitimately die every single year because so wait, they're just dumb you weren't even like the temperature increased by like 20 or so degrees in an hour where it was like unbearable like literally that fast like That's when the insane. sun comes up and just starts like cooking the valley, like it gets hot fast, Whoa. really fast. Yeah. Is it like fry? Is it like fry an egg type heat? Like when they say that, like you could fry an egg on the sidewalk. Does it actually feel like that? Come like three or four when the yeah. the sidewalk and the pavement has retained all that heat and it starts yeah. like spitting it back out. Yeah, you could low key fry an egg on the sidewalk. It, it and, gets hot, and no one's probably outside at that time, right? You probably see. It's just ghost town at 3, 4 p.m., right? No one wants to be outside in the heat. Yeah, I mean, people are, like, in their cars and they're, you know, running errands and stuff. But nobody's, like, outside. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like they, you're know. Not, they know. Unless you, have a, unless you have a pool, which we do not, but that's okay. Um, yeah, unless you have a pool, that's the only reason why anybody would, like, be hanging out outside. Yeah, but that's exactly. what I was saying about, like, people. Um, I think it was earlier this year. Somebody was telling me there was somebody who hiked one of the mountains in Phoenix. And the ones that are, like, actually, like, in the city aren't that big. But because it's so hot and they did not bring enough water, literally just died. So super sad, but also like, oh, my God. Ah, yeah. I don't know what you were thinking. Well, like mountains, like mountain mountains or like mesas type of mountain. Like mesas, like not that big. Yeah. And dang, but it's just so hot and just so hot. Yeah. 
that like the any, sun has got any out elevation here. you're like closer to the sun <laughs> you're like no shade <laughs> why is it getting hotter but I, like i only <laughs> took one step up <laughs> you can i the one thing though i will say is that you can like notice the difference in degrees you notice a difference between 105 and 108 do you really yes you notice the difference between like 99 and 102 like there you, is a difference do you feel like when it's like 90 you're like wow this is a cool day outside has your like yes. whole perception of temperature changed yes that's like when i like i said when i went out the other morning it like started out at like 87 and then it went up to like 95 and i was like oh okay this is good and by the time i left it was only like 99 uh-huh. but oh my god it was bad it's just <sighs> the sun too it just like it literally feels like you're getting like hit in the back of the head oh. but all the time oh <laughs> Yeah, I I like hats probably don't even work out there because it's you're just going to sweat through them. Like you probably you only you should wear like a headband at all times or something. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. How it's right. Actually, you know, let me ask you, how is New England? New England? Oh, we're getting into this like fall weather type of thing where it's it's definitely cooler, like 70s type. And I love fall weather in New England where it's not too hot where I'm like already done with like the 95s and everything like late august where i'm like okay it's been 95 for a while like can we can we try something new <laughs> and then it's not like winter where i'm like i don't even want to start it i don't like let's just <laughs> let's just not let's just skip the whole season so it's right in the middle so it's like 70 to 85 right now Ooh. and and well that's but, that's that trace you're in that sweet spot right now are the leaves changing not yet I see a like you'll see a couple, but like I think it's gonna have to get towards like October, and when it mm. does, oh, it's just gonna look so beautiful. That's our catching up. The the moving was oh, I, sorry, I want to reiterate this point one more time. So I thought I knew before how expensive furniture is. Oh. I really, I got a new <laughs> lesson. I got a new lesson in how expensive furniture is. Furniture is I'm not even kidding. One of the most expensive expensive things in the world. And you know what's stupidly dummy expensive? What? If that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> chairs. Chairs and seating. By oh, itself. Like what type of chairs though? Crazy. Uh straight. Name a chair. Uh, couch, uh, sectional, stool. Yeah. Yes. Regular dining chair. Yeah. Folding like, chairs. Yeah. <laughs> Desk chairs. Like mm-hmm. seating is expensive. So if you mm-hmm. want to have your rump rested, you gotta get ready to drop two hundred bucks. Yeah. At least. Oof. Oof. Like like some chairs straight individual chairs will be one fifty. You have your. And you're like I have you to bring, buy four. Did you bring your desk chair from home? Like you had a you had no. a gaming type chair, right? I just had like a general office type chair. I actually chair. That, that's what I was doing before this. I was setting up my new chair. Um, it was expensive. Ugh. But see, the thing is, is that like you want to buy with like furniture. I feel like you want to buy stuff that's going to last you. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm going to buy it, I want to have this for a couple years. Mm-hmm. I want this to be good quality. I want this to last me. And that's why online reviews are so helpful. Because sometimes you'd be like, oh, that looks nice. And then all the reviews are like, do not buy this. <laughs> terrible. It came without the chair part. I only got the <laughs> swivel. <laughs> and I just kind of tried to sit on it, but it was not comfortable. <laughs> Slightly pleasure- pleasurable. Not I, comfortable. T- I turned into the chair and someone sat on me. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah okay so enough about the front but really it's a big expense all right so let's get in to everybody's favorite section the weekly highs the weekly highs all right so i'm gonna start off the weekly highs this week with um well i guess my personal weekly high is that yes i moved haha great we just talked about that (laughs) um (laughs) but it is great i'm really excited you know it's it's cool to me in a way that i like made it like out mm. of my hometown yeah you know i start my new job tomorrow um yes. so i you know i i have no idea Let's what go. that's going to be like but it's a new job it will pay the bills and hopefully you know honestly though like i i'm really hoping that like i enjoy it that i find some sort of like fulfillment with it because mm-hmm. i'm not the type of person to like do something for a long time if i hate it you know mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that this will be a good opportunity. And, and and to be honest, it sounds like it is. So I'm I'm pretty optimistic. So Nice. Should be good. Yeah. And we're back. That's another that's another high. Oh, that's um, a week that's a weekly high for for everyone listening. For everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Beautiful voices. 
Yeah. Uh, so in my sports high is that the uh, 2021 Hall of Fame, Basketball Hall of Fame class was inducted. It includes stars such as Chris Weber, Ben Wallace, Paul Pierce, Chris Bosh. Oh. Uh, we have Bill Russell as a coach. I mean, it's a lot of just absolute stars and studs. Yeah. Well-deserved for really everybody. Ben Wallace actually is the first undrafted player to make it into the Hall of Fame. I mean, that Insane. man. Talk about a workhorse. Great player. Three-time defensive player of the year. It just really talented guy. Dog mentality. He, a champion. You know, you want him on your team. Great yeah. player. Oh, my gosh. He, he He's not even that big. But his ability is like six nine. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's six nine. He's like kind of wiry too. He's not like a a big guy compared to many other centers. But his ability and his timing on mm. blocking shots mm-hmm. was just unbelievable. He's actually a four time depoy too. Oh, he's a four time. Oh, yeah, okay. wow. And twice back to back. So oh two oh three, and then oh five oh six. So he's mm. he's the and don't forget. At a time when Detroit was, you know, going to every single Eastern Conference Finals, and then they faced the the vaunted LA Lakers, who re-upped with Carl Malone, and they got like, you know, now they got like Shaq, Kobe. They bring Carl Malone along at his at his old age, but you know, he's still Carl Malone, and right, they, basically, people think <laughs> this team's gonna win from the get go. And Ben Wallace basically shuts down Shaq as much as you can in, in that series. Yeah. And yep. it's like basically what caused <laughs> that was the end of the Lakers dynasty was that that win over the Lakers in the the NBA finals. So that's crazy. Yeah. Great. Good for Ben Wallace. You know, we all love the truth over here. Paul Pierce, <laughs> regardless of regardless he may of have actually crapped his pants, but we still love him. Yeah, man. It's, it's okay. You know, I, I respect it. That's a that's a that's a hustle play because you're not going to come out and admit that you just, you know, crapped yourself. You'd be like, oh, oh, my back wheelchairs comes back out. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> I still remember. I still remember people called it the fake Willis Reed. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's funny. Uh, but but yeah. the truth, another great player, NBA mm-hmm. champion, ten-time All Star. You know, Oof. at a time when Celtics basketball was not the best thing to watch, he was the one shining star that everyone could be like, "How is he still here? How is he like, like, yeah?" And then at the time when they needed something to change, they. They re they reamped. They just got the two the two best players for the system, KG and Ray Allen, and mm. you know that's how that's and they how won- get it done. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, Trey, I'm gonna say I maintain that if KG didn't get hurt in 09, and yeah. if Perk didn't get hurt in Game Seven of 10, 10. there's you know at least one championship. And again, if KG wasn't hurt in in you know 09, that's, that's a bigger one right there. That's huge. Yeah, because yeah. Cause yeah. As much as Kendrick Perkins plays a role, KG is like your linchpin of that team. As much, like mm-hmm. Paul Pierce, great for as many years as he was, but he had. I feel he had to take a step back for KG to, you know, express himself as a leader and yep. just as that like play first, talk later mentality. You know what I mean? Like he, you could just see him hustle on the court and stuff. So for to not have that in that year. Rough, well, rough going it, in the playoffs. We saw, we saw literally what happened without that. You, yeah. you just can't win. Yeah. Mm. For sure. And the last the last thing that I wanted to touch on for the Hall of Fame induction is Bill Russell getting inducted not once, but the, as a second time mm-hmm. as a coach. I mean, you know. Legend. What, el- what else is there to say? Legend. Legend. I, 11 rings. Yeah. It's just, you know. Right, yeah, I, I know. Think about that, too. He was also like a civil rights activist in one of like the toughest time to be like a black man in pro sports. I, yeah. You know, just a great role model. And today he's still, you know, he's he's just like Kareem. He still has such a big influence on, you know, so many communities. He's still out there like speaking his own truth. And players, too. Like players look up to him so much. He's like the yeah, the oh, he's like the OG's OG. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, whoever yeah. your OG is, Bill Russell is his OG. That's how much yeah. mentorship and game he is like giving yep. to Bill Russell this generation of an NBA. Yeah, one of my favorite facts about him are just like, you know, if you watch clips and you just hear stories, whether they scored or not, whether he, you know, did something on offense, he was always, always, always the first one back on defense. Mm. He would just run up and whatever happened, he's all the way back, ready to go. Always. Yeah. Whether winning, losing. And I mean, that that takes a big man to do that right there. Because he, <laughs> he made it cool to be a defensive first, team first player. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like in a stats driven world and like, it probably wasn't as much back then because I mean, other than maybe, but points scored, right? Like that's what has driven a lot of, a lot of people's attention from when sports started and Bill Russell, I don't know how many times he scored over 10 points per game in a season probably once not or maybe a couple times but it's like 10 11 12 type but his offensive defensive rebounding his defensive presence blocks right? blocks going against people like wilt and bob pettit and you know what i mean elgin baylor all these guys like mm-hmm. that's that's the type of player that i like to see i like to see the russells i like to see the rodmans i like mm-hmm. to see ben wallace love to see Love to see mm-hmm. those type of guys get shine. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, Stray, bring the vibes down. Bring us to the weekly lows. Well, I particularly, Max, do not have a weekly low, which is a weekly high for me. But, Stray, <laughs> that's not your segment. We divided <laughs> this up before we started recording. That's not your segment. Oh, my goodness. Too late. I love the script. <laughs> Replay the clip again. Replay the clip. Um, but for my sports low. Yes. It's been a it's been a rough. And I don't a rough is an understatement. Horrendous week or a couple weeks for the Baltimore Ravens. Who, <laughs> uh, who started? Who started? So with, bad. Who started with J.K. Dobbins tearing his ACL in the middle of last month, and then you thought, "Man, that's difficult." Because J.K. Dobbins coming off a great season last year, I think he rushed a little over a thousand yards, and he, him and Lamar, were the reasons why that running game was so well. Because mm-hmm. if J.K. Dobbins is out there. You don't know. You have to like cover two people that are running, and then if Lamar throws it, then it's like it's tough, right? And I, even though Baltimore's offense took a step back last year compared to the year before, still very, still very powerful. If you got those two guys, he goes out. Then you're like, okay, who's next? Justice Hill. So now it's like, okay, they have this backfield where it was Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, the they have the rookie Tyson Williams, Tyson Williams, and you were like, okay, they're probably going to do this committee backfield type of thing where they just spread the ball around, but everyone gets their shine. Justice Hill goes down with an, uh, with an ACL. Uh, with an ACL with injury. A, yeah, ACL or Achilles, one of the two. And then you're like, oh, okay, this is, uh, this is getting kind of dicey, but <laughs> you still have Gus Edwards, and Gus Edwards, really good runner for the amount of time uh, he was getting carries. He, I'm pretty sure he has like over five yards per carry type of stats. Like he's a very efficient runner. So you feel kind of confident with them. And so Edwards, you have him. And a lot of people in fantasy drafted Edwards because, you know, all the drafts happened in that weekend uh, right before the Bucks uh, Cowboys game. Edwards is out. Uh, the Edwards is out there. You're like, okay, great. He's like a third round, fourth round guy in your, in your draft. And, now you got like an RB two. Then Edwards goes down with oh. an ACL tear. At the same time, the same play, your best corner, Marcus Peters, tears his ACL. Oh. So, like, you lose. You've already lost three of your starting rushers, starting running backs. Now you're dependent. Now you lo- lost your best corner. Like. It, like how like it's gotten from a point of like oh that's like a really bad start to like like what else can we do it feels kind of like the san francisco 49ers season from last year when they had, i think they played 
at MetLife and like three people tore their ACLs or something. Or like, you know what I mean? Like everyone was injured in that game. And that San Francisco season was not the same after that. I was like, this is happening in the preseason. That's what happened in the preseason. That's the worst part, Shrey. It's before these guys even play a regular season game. Right. ACL, ACL, ACL. And that's the thing. ACL is not like a low-key injury. It's not like, oh, an ankle sprain where I'm back in six weeks. You're out. It's auto, it's auto like nine to ten months. We're looking at 2023 for these guys. Yeah, well, probably late twenty twenty two. No, if all no goes I think well. no. I would say I would say they could be ready by the beginning of next year, but so it's it's because with you know technology these days and the like how well these guys can rehab, especially in football, feels like mm. they do it a lot better. But yeah, the ACL tear it's a full year, so they're gone. But it's definitely one of those things where you you don't know how all the way back they'll be coming off an injury like that. It's there's still it's still in the back of your mind. Like the mental part of it is as hard as the physical rehab. Like they got to right. get it out of their heads that they tore their ACL last year and that they're playing right. a game that they may tear their ACL again. So that's really tough. Mm. Will they be the best? Will they be the same type of rusher that they thought they were or they actually were from last year before they tore their ACL? Still left to be unsaid. That's a long ways away, but very rough. Ravens had to like they were in full panic mode and they signed literally every veteran that was, <laughs> that was available. They were like, uh, 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 Le'Veon Bell. Oh yes. Yes. And then they brought Le'Veon Bell for, uh, their practice squad. Then like second, they were like, Oh, uh, Devonta Freeman, Devonta Freeman's been the practice <laughs> squad. And then they signed Latavius Murray. So now they have three guys who are all veterans who, Bell and Freeman haven't really got a lot of run in the past couple of years, and they're kind of on their last legs, not very good rushes anymore, but yeah. they have a lot of NFL experience. Latavius Murray seems like the best option out of those three to actually lead the team in carries. And now they have this rookie, and he's starting this week. He's going to start. Um, oh, he's I starting. Th- wow. Yep, he's going to start this week. Um, I think it's a Sunday night game. Sun- no, Monday night game against the Raiders. It's going to be Tyson Williams, and they're going to see what they got in this kid. If they got a good kid, then they kind of got all these veterans to like back him up. But if he can't shine in a game, especially the Raiders' defense like is awful. It's not good. The rush defense is not great. So if he can, if he can shine and make a good impact, then now they just got some veteran backup for him. But if he can't, now it's just going to be like a, a real cluster F of who's up next which one of these old guys is gonna do something <laughs> it's that it's that meme where the man is poking the rock with a stick come on yeah. do something <laughs> i mean that's i, I was making it's just yeah. well I, you're just not i mean you're just not especially in a year or two where there's so many there's so much pursuit i feel like this year there are so many teams that are like ready to go right they're right like, we're putting all the pieces together we either got veteran stars who are on their last leg aka the seahawks in green bay you know with rogers and russ Uh, Mm -hmm. not their last leg but you know what i mean like they're how many more seasons in their prime do they realistically have right okay so they're trying to make a push now especially with rogers you know and all the discontent and all the offseason drama and stuff like that like green bay is like oh okay we got to do this now you have josh allen and you know with the with the bills and patrick mahomes with the chiefs still on the rise you know you have these guys who are hungry to do it you have tom brady who is like i'm still out here i'm mm. still winning you have all these teams that are like ready to go and they're making pushes for i mean you have the steelers with a super easy schedule but it's still a solid team like they're ready to go you have maybe even you know like the patriots who knows mac jones could be the next great thing but i mean they have a lot of great players. You just have so many teams that are making a push. So to be the Ravens and to be in this situation where so many of your stars just get hurt. Yeah. It's just, it feels bad, man. Feels bad. It's difficult because now you're trying to just, you've done all this training and now you're just trying to uh, tread water. Up. Yeah. And tread water to see if like something, like, you don't have any consistency at a major position from there one of the best if not the best rushing team in the nfl just from a team standpoint right and you lose three of them your identity can you get that back is that something that 
is available for you anymore because I'm assuming your whole playbook is based off the run. So it's either they're going to have to, if they can't get the run going, they're going to have to switch a lot of the plays that they use or they they find something in one of these running backs that they picked up or the rookie. So it's definitely a difficult situation from a coaching standpoint. And then from a player standpoint, you see all these guys go down, you're, you're up next. It's got to be like, Oh, I'm can't be too nervous for the situation. I, I'm up next. I've been more nervous about my own ACL. You're like, what yeah. kind of plays are you drawing <laughs> up? Voodoo. That's making my knee go <laughs> <laughs> real voodoo type stuff. He's like, like yeah. hey, hey, wait a minute, hey, wait a minute. They're like, all right, run the same route. You're like, uh, what? Are you, are you sure? <laughs> like, do it. Come on. You're like, uh, coach, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, my back. <laughs> Pulls up all Pierre's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it just, like I said, feels bad, man. It's just tough to be the Ravens. I mean, I don't, with all this in mind, it's not their year. Mm -hmm. And poor Lamar Jackson, you know, he really wants to show people after, uh, you know, season last year where he wasn't as good as he was before. Right. um, I feel like he wants to come back and show people what he's made of because he's still a great player. Right. You know, he is that, he is the definition of the new age quarterback that is like, you know, can run just has has the wheels like you said before you know that can throw the ball pretty well but can run man run like the dickens so Mm -hmm. yeah we'll see yeah we'll see what happens with him and how his mentality is going through because people are going to key on on him especially they're going to make him throw now so they're going to key on key in on him more than even last year when they had jk dobbins at least and gus edwards right so He's, I feel like he's going to have some up and down games, especially with better defenses coming up. We'll see, though. Well, he's going to have to. He's going to have to. But again, don't sleep. I mean, these guys put in so much work in the offseason. So, you know, I, I really think that he'll be in a better place now. And especially when you have that like slump, mm-hmm. you're going to come back and be a little bit better. And I think understanding, mm-hmm. too, that, yeah, he's going to have the pressure. Yeah, he's going to be targeted in different ways. I think he'll be able to change his game and adjust and have a better season. But again, now his options are a little bit more limited. So I'm not going to hold it against him if things don't go his way. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure, for sure. So anyway, uh, I mentioned the Patriots in that little ramble that I just had, but I wanted to talk, or Shrey, we we wanted to talk about the Patriots too. Now this, by at this point, this is old news to everybody. But Cam Newton <laughs> was just straight up released by the Pats. Now, I think Robert Kraft and Belichick listened to our gauntlet and they heard me say they're like, well, I'm not going to I'm not even going to put Cam in here because that's an easy cut. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? Yeah, it is. <laughs> they're like, You're that right, is an Max. easy cut. <laughs> like, wow, this this small time man who I've never met before in my life, but I randomly tuned into his Spotify and or Apple uh, <laughs> presentation of his podcast. You know, I really agree with what he's saying. So, uh, and and also for some reason, I'm from the South. I'm gonna get rid of Cam, uh, and that's gonna be it. Mac Jones is our guy. But and, but, and but but really, Bill is on the other side. Yeah, you know, this this kid this kid talks really good. Uh, <laughs> I think I think he has some great points. Air, on gonna, on to Mac Jones. We're gonna go to Mac right now. <laughs> it's up to Mac. <laughs> it's up to Mac. Yeah, I'm, but but really, though, I mean, Shrey, thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. I just think. Bold move, really bold move. I don't see why you wouldn't keep Cam as a backup. I mean, he is a former MVP. He is still, I know, again, his throws are not good. Even in the preseason, we saw it. Yeah. Didn't look great. But keep him as a backup because now what do we have, Hoyer? Uh, I would rather Cam over Hoyer. I'm still kind of confused on the whole QB room at this point because they released Hoyer. They put him back on the practice squad, I think. But I'm not positively sure who the actual backup is i'm assuming it's hoyer because if they drop him to pick him back up it's definitely some sort of money thing that they were looking at but yeah it's a it it was a shock to me that they outright released him i had a feeling and I, i i i there was an inkling that cam wouldn't accept anything other than the starter job but he had his um funky friday video thing on i think it was on facebook or youtube live or something like that and he said straight up that he would have accepted the backup role if it was given to him which then you assume that it wasn't given to him yeah so 
if you take him at his word for that, then it does seem surprising because I don't know who who you would find at this time of year that knows the playbook and everything. Like you're like Jimmy Garoppolo isn't gonna get traded anytime soon. Or like I don't know, are you going to go back to Jacoby Brissett? Like I don't know how many guys that are out there. So it is it is weird, but I also get that if Mac is starting, you're going to cater all the plays to Mac's style. And there is some sort of like discrepancy between how Cam plays the game and how you have to script the game for Cam and how you have to script the game for Mac. And if Mac, like Mac is not the same runner that Cam is, you're not going to throw Mac's body around like Cam probably would you're hoping that Mac can make more throws, make more plays with his arm than Cam can. So it would be tough if you have all these plays that you're scripting for Mac and same, and man, it would be awful. But if Mac were to go down for any period of time and Cam would have to step up, you're, you're going to have to kind of dumb down the offense again because it's not what the Patriots are used to running. They're used to running the pocket passer type offense. That's what Belichick is bread and butter is. That's what Josh McDaniels really wants. So you can't do that with Cam anymore. So yeah. I, I get that he probably wouldn't be as, as involved. It was a shock from a new standpoint, though. I was like, whoa, that came out of nowhere. It was like a two weeks before the season started. I thought if they were going to, do something with Cam, it would have happened a long time ago. Like, they would have known Mac was... But it felt like Cam was getting all the starts in the preseason in camp, and Mac was, you know, getting a lot of reps, and it felt like Mac was just getting his feet under him. They made the decision either very quickly or there was just some overwhelming presence, like ownership, like Kraft just said, we can't deal with this kind of storyline anymore. We just have to pick a guy and go with it. and they pick Mac. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, you bring up an interesting point about how you have to script the game differently. Yeah. Um, I mean, you do. We, we can't. I mean, one of Cam's abilities that he still retains is his ability to, you know, shake off some sacks and some tackles because he's a strong. He's 6'6". Yeah. He's a big dude. You know, yeah. he, he's kind of hard to take down in that way. Mm-hmm. He has. I would, I would argue that he's probably, you know, a better runner and a better, like, overall, like. He's a better, he's a better athlete than Mac for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a better overall physical athlete than Mac is, and that mm-hmm. that you know you have to take that into account. I don't think that the Pats are going to have a problem, you know, designing plays for Mac because he's mm. essentially the same type of just like strong arm, accurate throw, less movement type player that Tom Brady is. You know what I mean? So we have experience yeah. with that. The style, yeah, yeah, the style. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he is Tom Brady, but what are you saying, the same Max? like archetype. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. No, Spill I am it, not Max. those people. <laughs> no, I am not those people at the beginning of the season. We're like, this guy's the real deal. He's going to be better than Tom. No, no that's not what I'm saying at all. But this, he's the same archetype, right? I'm in a video game right now. I, I choose my class. I'm, I'm going to choose either my running quarterback or my, you know, accurate passer. I mean, I'm playing Madden right now and I'm mm-hmm. building the Mac Jones, Tom Brady type or the Pats are really. And the Pats, it, so they the have Pats want that. Yeah, they want that. They have experience with that. And if Mac Jones, if Mac like really pans out with the double tight end system, I think that's great. Yeah, because that's their that's when they were really clicking offensively was when they had two tight ends and they really like using the middle of the field. I've how many times do you have you seen Edelman and Gronk and Troy Brown and Dion Brett? They just go over the middle, they take the hit, and that's where they get their big yardage plays. Like they're not, they've never really been an outside sideline type threat team. So I feel like the way they constructed the offense, at least, they have those two big guys they can block and they can get out in the middle of the field and they have they have a couple good receivers it's not great like i wouldn't pick Aguilar and born out of you know any receiver class but it's not horrible so 
I think I think you're really, really dependent on how the Titans do and the running game. As long as the offensive line, which looks elite right now, if the offensive line does their thing, if the tight ends do their thing, both in blocking and in receiving, I think that's where you're going to get a lot of the plays. Mac Jones is going to be really good at line, hopefully good at line of scrimmage, you know, and just picking out defensive, you know, he's going to get better at that. He's not going to be like a Dak Prescott flinging it out, like friendly all over the place type of player. I don't think in his first year. So, Mm. yeah, yeah, no, that's very true. Now, speaking of offensive lines and Dak Prescott, Mm. the NFL opener was actually this past Thursday and what an exciting game, man. What a, what a battle of the Titans between Tom Brady and Dak Prescott. Both of them played Do you smell phenomenally. That, Max? What? I smell what football. We, it smells like football. We're back. We are back. <laughs> we are alive. Uh, we are back with football. Yeah. Uh, it was, well, I mean, the games are on right now. It's uh, the Cardinals look very good. Mm, I'm a Cardinals yeah. fan now. I have to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but back to that Cowboys-Bucks game. Back to the Cowboys-Bucks game. Also, I just want to say I literally live like five minutes away from the Cardinal Stadium. Oh, nice. You yeah. got to catch a game. You got to see Kyler and D-Hop. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, when I came up here, he already had a touchdown. He had a crazy <laughs> touchdown. Anyway, yeah, the, the Cowboys-Bucks game, uh, the Bucks offensive line is phenomenal. Like, speaking of phenomenal offensive lines, they gave Brady so much room. They allowed him to just, like, make some great plays. Gronk was on fire. That Gronk. He looks like that's, Gronk that's of old. That's the story of the game, honestly. Was I think so, too. Eight for he eight. He looked like Gronk of old. 90, 90 yards, I think, and two touchdowns. It, it, just big play. Yeah. He was shedding guys <sighs> off him like it was nobody's business. Like, he looks like prime Patriots Gronk. Like, if you saw that... um. That first touchdown was great, but the second one where they just blitzed and Gronk just beat his guy down the middle of the field for the touchdown. Huge. I was huge like, play. I was the like, fact that Tom found that too. Yeah. Yeah. They just look so in sync. And one of the things coming into this year that was a point of discussion for the for the Bucks was is Gronk gonna be the same player now that they have OJ Howard back, they have Cameron Bray back. And it looks like Gronk is getting first dibs at all these Brady <laughs> Brady looks. It's like that. It, it's like as if it was just last year repeated. Like I didn't see much of a difference. I mean, other than Antonio Brown looking like freaking Pittsburgh Steelers Antonio Brown last night, oh, I just I thought, yeah, I just thought Gronk was the biggest story in that game. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, as well as as well as too, I, I think the secondary story is is Dak Prescott going off. I mean, yeah. for for when I watched the game, it seemed to me it was like the Bucks are definitely in control of this game, but wow, did the Cowboys keep it tight through the whole yes. thing? I mean, they won by won by a field goal. Yeah, um, I really like how Dak played. He didn't play with any like nervous energy, or it didn't feel like he was hesitant to to move around in the pocket or take a hit while throwing the ball. Like there was that play. I think it was the first Cooper touchdown where he fumbled the snap. And normally like in that type of position, you just kind of take, you just get the ball and you kind of, if someone's rushing at you, you just take the sack. Just like, don't try to make a play out of it when, mm-hmm. but his ability to, to get the, to stay on his feet, get the fumble and, throw a pinpoint pass to the to the corner so that only Cooper could get it. I was like, he's got that Dak poise again. Like mm-hmm. it's like nothing has changed. So if he's gonna play like that, it's just I mean the Cowboys could be a real deal type of thing because CD Lamb had a great game too. Yeah. Yeah. Except for that um except for that drop. A couple, except for the couple, oh, couple drops oh. in that game. Those were bad, literally like in the hands, man. You could tell, you could tell that, like, so the receivers were a little bit rusty, other than Cooper, who I'm a little biased because I picked him in fantasy. Oh, Oh, wow. He, who was, (laughs) who was unbelievable. 13 catches, 139, two touchdowns. I I don't even have the stats up. I just remembered it. Unbelievable. (laughs) Space gets the stats. I don't even have to, I don't even have to read them off, but. 
there was the, the receivers look kind of rusty. Like Mike Evans had a big drop. Uh, Godwin had a big had a huge drop. It would have seemed mm. that that at that time of the game on a long ball, which was like a perfect pass by Brady. It was an unbelievable pass. Only Godwin could get it. It would have been a touchdown. It goes straight through his hands. And then CD Lamb on the other side has mm. what was a has was a big turnover middle of the field. I don't know how the heck Dak got it into his hands because middle of the field, two defenders draped on him. He comes up with the ball and it just bloop, flips through his hands and it was an <laughs> interception. I'm like, dude, I know there's a guy right there, but at least at least like try a little, a little try a little harder. He didn't even go. The defender didn't even go for the the tackle. He he went for he went for the ball too. So CD Lamb just kind of got you know psyched out of his own mind on that play. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this kind of some rusty play out there, but. Overall, mm-hmm. the offenses look really good. The defense was n- not that great on both teams. I don't know how you thought about that, Max. There was uh, there was a lot of turnovers. There was a lot of interceptions. I mean, well, it was such a high scoring game. So yeah, the defense was like not that great. You are yeah. absolutely correct. I guess I I, I got to say I wasn't so much paying attention to the defense, so I can't really comment on it in too much detail. I was just watching the offensive spectacle. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, if you just, just look at crazy it from- plays. Yeah, if you just look at it from points allowed, though, I mean, the Bucks, considering all the hype going into, is can Brady back to back it again? And oh, right. Well, I'm not. See, I, yeah, no, I I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I'm not so worried about that because okay. this is how the Bucks started off last year too. They mm. need a second to simmer. They need a second to play together. And I know they had an off season, and I know it's a lot of the same cast that they had. Yeah, you know, last year, but right. Sometimes, you know, you just need that second to like get stuff together. They and, and yeah. look, this is the first yeah, it's not time game to push the, the panic season, button of the yeah. season. Not not time to hit the panic button at all. I we are very far from that. It's honestly time to like it's great because they still got the win, you know. Or they, you, you know what? I, I think they got the win. Like Dak played his heart out, but yeah. um good old Greg, how do you say his last name? Zerloin? Z- Z- <laughs> Tenderloin. Greg Tenderloin? <laughs> Greg Zulerin? Yeah, Zerline, Zerline. Zerline, Greg Zerline. Wow, what a choke. Missed two field goals and an extra point. And one of the field goals was shorter than an extra point. It was literally like 20 yards. Rough. I'm not I'm gonna give him the 60 yarder. Oh, totally fair. 20 yards, right? 20 yards. That that should be a layup. But 20 yards. Open layup. Oh, and the and the extra points. I know we moved it back to like the 30 or whatever, but it's a it should be a chip shot. Still, for these kickers, these kickers work so hard at their craft. I don't see how you're missing extra points, but I mean, it still happens, so you just got to live with it. But it, it, that could have been a huge factor. Those are points that could have led to a Dallas win, like the way they play. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. I it just it's tough to see, and then and then again, and, because of like his, I mean, I know he made the last one to like put them up, yeah. But you gave Tom Brady one minute. That's the big thing. That's the big thing is going for the field goal there. I was kind of shocked just because minute 30 left on the clock, right? Tom Brady could run a 50 second drill, let alone a minute. Like, <laughs> but you want to give him as less, less time as possible. So why aren't you taking the full clock? And why aren't you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, what's kind of the rush to get the field goal there? Maybe you try an extra play or something like it's, it was too much time. I said from the beginning, and then when they, when the bucks came back on the field and Brady almost threw the pick and it dropped, it dropped through the, the Cowboys defenders hands. I said, Oh no, the bucks are winning. (laughs) There's no way now. Like I said, there's no way that the karma of missing that interception at the end is is not going to catch up to it's not going to catch up to the Cowboys. Like Brady Brady just got an extra like life out of that, and he did, and he uh, he won the game at that time. He won the, the he won goal. the game. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, it was it was just a great great NFL opener. If you missed the game, definitely watch some highlights. It was super exciting, and you know who knows who knows if if the storyline of Tom Brady continuing to win. I, you know, I think it's going to continue this year. Will he win? Mm. Who's to say? Who's to say? He's already done so much. My God. And this man is not stopping. Also, he's in some hilarious commercials. I got to say he was in like a subway commercial with <laughs> Steph you the, Curry. You saw the crypto one. 
I saw the crypto one. He's like, oh, yeah, he calls the guy from Boston. It's like, just so you know, even if you want to come back, we wouldn't take you. It's like, He's yeah, like, you would. Yeah, we would. <laughs> yeah, we would. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then Giselle's on the couch. Woke. Giselle's on the couch. She's like, did he say? Did she? Did he, he say he hated you? And he's like, yep. Yep. <laughs> I still hate you though. Understood. He was uh, he, he was in a subway one with uh, Steph Curry. I don't even remember what the jokes were, but at one point, Steph Curry asked him, he's like, do you even eat meat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, do you, do you even eat bread? because that's the thing in all of the commercials that he shot for subway uh, he didn't eat any of them and the whole thing is that brady doesn't doesn't eat bread so but like he refused to eat the sandwich really for these but they just kind of played it off as brady doesn't eat bread and that's what but like it's 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 funny that he he's a subway sponsor and he won't eat the sandwich mm-hmm. this is wicked funny all right so before we get going while we still have some time, mm-hmm. we have another episode of The Gauntlet. Oh, yeah. Everybody's favorite section in our version of Start Bench Cut, where we take four players. One of them gets our golden egg. Two of them get a spot on the bench. And one of them gets sent to Home Depot. <laughs> not even Lowe's. So <laughs> what? I said not even Lowe's Home Depot. Now, not even, not well, I, no, you know, actually, I might change it. Oh, I, we should change it to Ace Hardware. Because Home like, Depot's a great store. Home Depot, Home Depot's good, and especially when you hear the drone, drone, drone. Oh, when you hear the theme song, <laughs> you know it's you know it's happening. <laughs> it's go time, baby. Do 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 do. Yeah, that oh, uh, that gets me excited like that nothing does. else. <laughs> Get too hyped. <laughs> like, gotta, wow, like, I'm gonna break a board or something. <laughs> you know, one one final flex tray is that uh, I installed a washer and a dryer. You installed a washer and dryer? Yeah, yeah. I went out to went out to that? Home Depot. How's I bought the tubing for it. Uh, oh my god, the the washer walk in the park. Okay, walk in the park. The dryer. Yeah. Oh. Oh my God! I I had to I had to I had to stop and sleep on it because the vent. So basically, for those of you who don't know, it's it's a very like simple setup. You basically take like a dryer vent, you connect it to your dryer, and then you connect it to like the vent that's like actually like in your house that goes to the outside to just yeah. expel the hot air. Mm-hmm. Now connected to the dryer just fine, but the vent that was inside the house was so misshapen. And it was like larger than the standard four inches that mm. it was impossible to get the tube either around or inside. So I had to cut slits in the vent, try to like fan it out, like kind of like a blooming onion. I'd like <laughs> it out, try to put it over. I like put the clamp in. I was like, oh, okay, we finally got to work, fell off. Did that like oh three God. times, kept falling off. I was like, this is ridiculous. So I was like, I have to stop for tonight. I slept on it. I was like, instead of going out, I'm going to go in. So I folded it in, made it smaller. Uh-huh. Then put it in the vent, sealed it with dryer tape, then put the clamp around. Boom. Dryer did not blow up. Works perfectly fine. <laughs> that's, that's funny. <laughs> you, but, you uh, had, that was the last part on your checklist. Dryer did not blow up. And you were like, yes, I can check that off. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> quite. Yeah, that was the last part of my checklist. But yeah, just to flex. That is what I did. So I, I, I'm still confident that I would like to be a stay at home dad. <laughs> that just, you could just add this to the resume now. I oh Shrey, I am I'm turning into Handy Mandy. I Handy. will again cooking, cleaning, housework. Whew, I am oh, yeah. a domestic king. All right, Bob the I just builder. Say. Bob the builder would be proud. Yeah, that's right. You're gonna come home. Yeah, uh, you know I'm I'm I get hot and bothered just thinking about it. All right, so Shrey. <laughs> Let us know who do we have on the gauntlet this week. We're continuing with our quarterback series. We are. So this week, Max, since we did the AFC East last last time we had an episode, I thought, you know, let's go let's go to the counterpart, which is the NFC East. Okay. And the NFC East, you have Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys, Ryan Fitzpatrick of the Washington football team. Oh. Daniel Jones of the New York Giants Oof. and Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Max, where do you want to start? <laughs> oh, oh, Shrey, that is a great question. Um, okay, well, Christ, 
I got to give my golden egg to Dak. Um, yeah, of course. Sorry, that's there's not uh, there's not a whole lot of competition there. <laughs> he's the he's the most proven. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, who who's the Giants quarterback? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Okay. Yeah. And then we get Jalen Hurts. Uh, he looks like he stores you know acorns in his cheeks. Daniel Jones. <laughs> Mini Ben Roethlisberger, as I'd like to call him. <laughs> oh. um, you know, Shrey, uh, it's, well, we got the Giants. We got the Eagles, man. Mm-hmm. Um, we it's have a rough fi- conference. Other than Dallas, it's a kind of a rough conference. Yeah, so Dak, I mean, Dak gets my golden division. egg. Dak, yeah. Dak is a great player. We saw, we saw, you know, everything on display in the, in the Thursday night opener. Great quarterback, great talent. That's it. That is my golden egg player. Um, bench (laughs) they're all like in my book equally bad um (laughs) who do i do you know i'm a you know remember when like fitz magic was Mm. a thing Mm -hmm. and he was good for like half of a season yeah that was about it he's he i like fitz magic from uh if you need a guy Right, like you're not ready to hand over the keys to some new kid or something like that. If you just need this kind of holdover guy, he's one of the best like holdover guys in the NFL in yeah. recent history. Like he's a guy that he'll get you wins because he's he's not afraid to take shots and he's not afraid to pass. And he can, from for his age, he can do a little bit with his legs too. So he can run an offense. He's been in the league for a long time. He's not like some old guy that you know. You're like, what is he doing out there? Like, people actually commit to him and mm. does pretty well with it. But yeah, he's not like some sort of otherworldly talent at whatever. Yeah, 38 or you know, actually, that's that's actually kind of a good point. He's a good he's a good filler. Mm-hmm. He's a good filler, and he's great not... filler. Okay, great. Okay, all right. So, Shrey, I see where you I see where you're leading. Um, yeah, Fitzmagic Fitzmagic is uh, he, he's just in my book, he's just totally mediocre. Yeah, uh, he's gonna get a spot on my bench. Okay, just because yeah. we've seen we've seen that he can do it. Yeah, um, he's very inconsistent, mm. but that's okay. You, you're right. You, you, I I think he's a good filler. He's fine for he's what he is. Filler. Is what you say? He's fine for what he is. He's not yeah. gonna be a superstar. That's fine. Mm. Yeah. Now if I'm gonna go between <laughs> Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones. Okay. Wow. God. I mean, Daniel Jones. I watched him last season, dude. Absolutely. God. <laughs> Oh my god, he's so bad. Oh my god. Shay, why did oh I had to. I had to, dude. It was too it was getting a little too easy and I thought I had to make it a little harder. <laughs> Which the lesser of two evils, man. Oh if I'm going based off of height alone, I mean Daniel Jones is six five versus Jalen Hurts being six one. Mm-hmm. But Dude, I watched it. I watched Daniel Jones last year, and like mm-hmm. I was, I was blown away by the amount of sheer amount of like mistakes. You're bl- so I think <laughs> you're blown away at how bad he was. <laughs> like, wow, it was so amazingly shocking of how horrible this man is. No, like, like it's like that, I was about that to is give my thought exactly. And you're like, bam, ba bam, <laughs> criticism. <laughs> um, oh, Shrey, I gotta. Yeah, Daniel Jones is going to go work at Home Depot. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Someone I just give that man an apron. Give that man an apron. He's six five. He can grab things off the top shelf. <laughs> uh, he's probably great at operating <laughs> forklifts. You know, it's just, it's just for me. Like this year, one okay. So one of my roommates that I just moved in with is a huge Giants fan. So I will say mm. this on record: Giants suck. Um, <laughs> even though Saquon is back, even though Saquon is back, Giants are still bad. Um, I'm still not high on Jalen Hurts either. Mm-hmm. God, okay. I mean, it's 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 Philly. I don't know. Oh, dude. Yeah. I just I just can't. But that's but a, but for me, team. it's a rough team. Uh, for me, Jones is going to Home Depot. Okay. Jalen Hurts squeaks in. Okay. Because he's not he's not in my is my book. He's not that much better. But oh, okay, got it. Yeah. All right, Trey. Give me your yeah. give me your picks. So. Gonna go with you. Run down this quickly. Dak Prescott, easy for me. Most proven of the bunch, and it's a no-brainer. You know, almost an MVP caliber before his injury last year. So 
even getting like 90% of that back is a win. That's a guy that you would take any day on your team, regardless of the quarterback you have. Um, regardless of maybe like four or five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make that clear. But I'm I'm a fan of Fitzpatrick. I think I like Apparently. As, yeah, I like him <laughs> as a holdover guy. Like, if I had to pick, okay, of the three, who am I the most confident that can run a pro-style offense just for a full season? Mm. I'm picking Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think Daniel Jones has shown me that yet. I don't think Jalen Hurts has shown me that yet. So I I like a guy that, you know, he's he's old. He has a little bit of wheels left. And how well he did in Miami last year kind of gave me some confidence with them because they they gave him they gave him the start and they kept going with them kept going with them kept going with them until mm. the only reason why they went to Tua was because they needed to give Tua some run before the end of the season to see what they had in him right because mm. they're making decisions about quarterback is he the right guy they got to get something out of him and see what so we see what he could do at the end of the season but if Ryan Fitzpatrick had started and finished the whole season I wouldn't doubt that they would have squ- uh, squeaked in with the last uh, wild card spot. Mm. Okay. Like, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too shocked if that happened last year. So I, I like Fitzpatrick from that standpoint. I'm not saying he's some like crazy great quarterback, like he's like top ten or anything like that. I'm never gonna say that. But I think of the mm-hmm. four or of the three left, Fitzpatrick is an automatic bench for me. I'm gonna go with Hertz here. That's my last bench spot. And okay. this is I'm a little bit higher on Hertz than you may you may be, Max. He's okay. still very unproven, but I liked his poise at the end of last year. I really did. And a team that really wasn't going anywhere, they benched Carson Wentz, who was god awful last year. Who oh you were like? God. Who you were like? How many times will this guy run back twelve yards and take a sack? Like this is like <laughs> ridiculous. And then he'll he'll run back and then he'll chuck it up in the air and he'll throw a pick. And you're like, so he ran back twelve oh. yards to throw the same pass he would have thrown if he stayed in the pocket. Like what are we doing, right? Yeah. So Jalen Hurts, <laughs> I can't see, so I have to back up. <laughs> I have to back up, and then uh, let me do the same thing I always do. Okay, Jalen Hurts, I think he's a better he's an upgrade i'm a little bit unsure about him running an offense for a full season and it's an understandable feeling knowing that he's only done a couple games and he he felt good but you know kyler murray last year kind of had a great start to the season and then kind of you know petered out towards the end of the year and then the, the cardinals didn't do as well right so it can happen with these types of guys where they get the hype for for a couple games and then they kind of just you know middle out kind of not middle out but you know what i mean like they they're, they're just... not as potent as they were right, right. it's like you water down your soup 100 100 percent. that's exactly what i was thinking of so jalen hurts but i'm still i still like the the intangibles from him i like what he can do his versatility so i'm gonna okay. take that over daniel jones who i don't know where he throws to half the time <laughs> if this if this man throws a pass over 20 yards and you're a fan in the stand, just put your hands out because it might be coming to you. So, so like, <laughs> like this man can't throw a pass over, over 20, 30 yards. It's ridiculous. So, oh and God. I always love, I always love watching that play of him uh, taking the option and he t- he's taken to like 70 yards. He's beat everyone on the field and he trips on literally nothing right at the oh. 10 yard line you're like you're like that is if the if he were to retire right now that would be the classic daniel jones play yeah there would be yeah. no other play that you could think of other than him tripping on an empty field touchdown like potentially so daniel jones see ya like i, I <laughs> it was a reach in the draft and then people in the first year they were like oh i can see something in this kid and then he has shown nothing since so yeah I'm I'm off the Daniel Jones train. I've been it off the was Daniel a Jones reach train. in the draft. He was. This turned into the Daniel Jones rose, <laughs> yeah. man. <laughs> I mean, that's a, yeah. What, what is he gonna do? So if you had to throw a fo- if you had to th- you had to throw a football at me, he would miss. So I don't know. 
<laughs> He's the stormtrooper of NFL quarterbacks. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I just incredibly bad. Wow. Okay, that was all right. Listen, I hope everybody listening had fun because I just had fun. That was good. Good belly laughing. Um, <laughs> oh, poor Danny Jones. Poor Danny Jones. What? Is, what are you gonna do? You can't. You can't uh, live with. You can't live with them. Can't. No, yeah, you can't live finish? with them. No, you can't. No, I wasn't gonna finish that sentence. <laughs> no, that's it, Trey. Yeah. You can't live with them. <laughs> I wasn't gonna finish that sentence. Why are you gonna try to finish that sentence? Oh, yeah, you can't. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, that just about does it, folks. You've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace.